ladies and gentlemen, the following episode is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle are your hosts of In The Click, Baby Huey and Brian Pronick. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my tag team partner, Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It's going great. Back again. Another one. <laughs> yes, here we are, Brian, back at it for another episode of In The Click. Thank you once again for tuning in. As always, please leave us a, a five-star rating, a review. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to us on YouTube, please uh, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment there as well. And yeah, remember to subscribe to us wherever we get your podcasts at. We appreciate all the support. Help spread the word as well. Follow us on social media at In The Click. And if you want to email us, in the click at gmail.com. Brian, one of these days, I, I want to do maybe like a bonus episode where we just answer a bunch of emails. Because I feel like that could be very fun because it's, I know like, you know, when we do our episodes, we're kind of focusing on the week to week, you know, television, what's going on and the clickbait right. news. But I kind of like doing like maybe an like email segment where people can email us their questions and we can have more like fun, open into conversations. Mm-hmm. Like fantasy talk about yo know, good idea. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So uh please email us in the click at gmail.com. That's K-L-I-Q. Uh but Brian, yes, here we are recording on the weekend. What a busy week in pro wrestling. Once again, we mentioned this last week. Like 2022 will go down forever as probably the biggest year in pro wrestling news of everything that's gone on. And here we are, we're just at the end of August. Still mm-hmm. got what? three let's see september october november december four more months in the year but what's happened this first like two-thirds of the year has been insane uh this week specifically once again for AEW's sake i feel like what happened outside the ring has been more interesting what's going on inside the ring which i don't know if it's good or bad i mean it still generates buzz and talking (laughs) it's got us talking about AEW and fans and everyone online but once again AEW. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that's being like leaked out and reported by the various websites. So we'll get into all of that. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into some clickbait news. Uh, first off, let's talk about the main event from this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Well, no, actually, excuse me. It wasn't technically the main event, which was a like shocker. Co-main event, right? <laughs> co-main event. So this past week on Dynamite, it was announced last week that John Moxley versus CM Punk, winner take all to become the official AEW World Champion. You, myself, I think everyone thought it was going to be the main event. No, it was actually kicked off the second hour of Dynamite. So, yeah, it was a co-main event. They announced the, the trios match between uh, the was it the, the United Empire, Will Ospreay and the Aussie guys versus Death Triangle. That was the main event. And at the beginning of the show... I'm sure you as well was like uh, scratching her head. Wait a second. <laughs> CM Punk and John Moxley, that could be the main event here. Right. Uh, which I guess kind of makes sense based on what happened. We'll break that down. But yeah, mm-hmm. kind of your thoughts initially when you heard that CM Punk and John Moxley was not going to be the last match of the night. Yeah, I thought I thought there was going to be some shenanigans in the match immediately when I found out that it wasn't the main event. I was like, okay, something's going to happen. Or it's going to be like a no contest or something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, then we'll get the actual match at uh, All Out. But, you know, Huey, that wasn't the case. 
All right, so let's go ahead and talk about this match. It was more or less a squash match. John Moxley wins, is now the official AEW World Champion. A match that lasted about three minutes. Um, wow. Yeah, we saw Mox and Punk. They locked up in the center of the ring, collar and elbow tie up. Um, Moxley, you know, started hitting Punk with a bunch of shots. Uh, then we saw CM Punk, uh, you know, hit Mox in the face and. You know, uh, we saw Punk, you know, try to use uh, some knee shots and he went for a high kick to John Moxley's head. He immediately fell to the ground and he started holding his left foot. Moxley took advantage of that, started hitting with some elbows, hit a couple of death riders, pinned him one, two, three, John Moxley, AEW world champion. So like I said, pretty much a squash match, three minutes. The crowd was shocked. I was shocked. Ah. Twitter, everyone was shocked. But how about you? What was your thoughts on uh, the outcome of that match and just how the whole layout of it? Yeah, I was shocked. I didn't know what was going on. Um, It happened so quick. And when you expect a match to go on uh, for a long time, sometimes, at least for me, sometimes I'll like – you know, like especially at the beginning, I'll take my attention away or I'll do something or, you know, I've I have a new baby boy, new mm-hmm. son. So, like, you know, I was I was doing something with him and then I look <laughs> and punks on the on the on the on the mat holding his <laughs> his left foot. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait what happened? Yeah. So I rewinded and I went back and I saw what was going on and I'm like, OK. And then I see Moxley just completely take control and then one, two, three, the match is over. I'm like, what What happened? And then here comes all the theories, right? Like in my head, I'm like, all right, they had this big meeting at the beginning of the day. <laughs> CM Punk didn't like it. Tony Khan said he's taking the title off of him. Because I'm like, whoa, he just squashed. He just squashed CM Punk literally like what? At, I mean, at that point, it was. A little over seven days, a little over a week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, until all out, or mm-hmm. About, yeah, week and a half. I think at that point, eleven half, days. Yeah. yeah, a week and a half until all out in Chicago, right? That's <laughs> CM Punk territory. Like John Moxley, he he's the heel now in this case, right? I'm like, wait a minute, does that? End, what's going on? Like, how, why is this happening? And and it just made me scratch my head a bit, and and really just sit back and go, okay. Uh, maybe he is hurt, right? Because okay. I'm like, okay, he did just he did just come back um, from being hurt. Um, but I'm like, no, there's no way. Like, yeah, I didn't see any X's thrown up. I didn't see. Uh, it didn't look like it. It didn't feel like it. Um, it felt like a, a big middle finger statement, right, from John Moxley. And he, well, he did literally throw up the middle finger as the the, yes. the, the, the pinning was going on. So right. that was there. Um. Yeah, man. I was shocked too. I was like, "What is going on?" And so, and then, uh, so just to clarify, because a lot of people there was some confusion because mm-hmm. CM Punk kicked Moxley with his right foot, but grabbed his left foot. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, "Did he grab the wrong foot?" Well, no. I believe the left foot was the one that was injured. He had surgery yep. on. That's why he was out for the last few months. Was because of the left foot, and so the the philosophy behind that or you know was that was his plant foot so when he went to go kick moxley in the head all his weight was put on his left foot hence why he re-aggravated or injured it or you know kayfabe whatever the story is that Mm -hmm. 
by putting all the weight on his left foot, the one that was surgically repaired, mm-hmm. it just, yeah, got re-hurt again. And so then raises the question, did he come back too soon? All that stuff, which is funny. They got that in the Kenny Omega storyline. Did he come back too soon? So both these guys, they come back too soon from their respected injuries. But anyway, right. so yeah, Mox wins. He's celebrating the ring. They see CM Punk. He's being carried out. He looks back and he's staring at Moxley, staring at the crowd, all cheering for him. So a lot of people are speculating, is this planting the seeds of a potential heel turn? Because, you know, from CM Punk's standpoint, it's like, wow, the AEW fan base is is, is cheering the other guy that won. They're celebrating that I lost the title. So that could be yeah. easily some motivation why he wanted they've, to go heel turn. They've they've chosen John Moxley over <laughs> me. <laughs> How dare they? So uh, on Rampage, uh, I didn't watch Rampage Live, but I saw the video clip on their YouTube page, like a little they promise, oh, behind the scenes video after the match. Yeah. They show CM Punk being carried back, and he's on the doctor's table there. And he just said, uh, he just felt what a pop. Um, and it felt like how he heard it before. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It was a really short clip. They didn't really give much. So I, they're just trying to sell the story that, yeah, it looks like he re aggravated his injured foot from that kick. So now the question is what's going to happen here we are a week away from all out no main event officially announced yet no world championship match is lined up yet so it's like what's going to happen what can it be so I'm guessing on Dynamite this week I'm sure I I think it was already advertised Mox is going to come out and cut a promo Mm -hmm. does he you know now here we are fantasy booking what could happen like yeah does he just have an open challenge does he challenge someone does he go out there and see him punk comes back and demands a rematch because um i believe it was it Meltzer reported that the main event he's been told is still gonna be moxley versus cm punk so mm-hmm. as you mentioned a week and a half later i guess they're gonna have a rematch there are you okay with that how do you think is the best way to get to that route uh i mean I'm okay with it, but from the like from from what everybody's like at least tr- predicting, right? Like that maybe we'll get a CM Punk heel turn. I don't think that's gonna work. Uh, in in you know in the in the Chicago area, I know it's not exactly mm-hmm. Chicago, but like in the I don't think that's gonna work mm-hmm. at all out. You know, I, I I do think, and then even if you think about John Moxley's promo he cut. After the match, it's kind of like I told you, you, yeah. you know, you guys didn't think that I could do it. You guys, you know, it was very mm-hmm. heelish to the fans, and like you <laughs> said, the middle finger, he stuck up the middle finger as as the as the referee counted three during that match, and so it's just like ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be best if they go the heel route with Moxley, even though he's the cool guy and everyone's excited and they love Moxley and they love it because he, you know, the way he works and. I don't know, man. It's 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 it's, it's tough now. But about the match, though, mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if I'm interested in the match still after the squash. Like, yeah, like okay. I was trying to think of different scenarios how this could play out for the pay per view. Was yeah, um, yeah. Maybe Moxley set open challenge. She'll challenge whoever you know wants to the 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 face him, and maybe that's how CM Punk comes back. Um, the other thing I'm thinking is, okay, I'm trying to think of the, like different scenarios is maybe, um, <laughs> like, okay, maybe CM Punk 
can go into the casino battle royal match and win that and immediately demand a a championship match mm. at the end of the night. So I mean That's that could a good be way one to do way. It. I forgot about that. I mean, so kind of like their version of like uh, like a money in the bank, um, you know, situation like that. Wow. I don't know. That could work. But my regardless, if CM Punk somehow finds a way to get back into a rematch with John Moxley, I feel like either CM Punk's gonna win clean and you know, have a big baby face moment in front of the hometown crowd. Like, wow, a week and a half later, he overcame the odds of, you know, re-aggravating his foot to win it again. Like, great heroic moment. Or, yes, he goes heel and has to beat Moxley, cheat somehow to beat John Moxley. Because, you know, John Moxley, to his credit, I think a lot of people have been praising for his interim title run because he's been fighting pretty regularly every week. I think you mentioned that last week. He's been fighting regularly hard-hitting matches, bleeding. I think kind of maybe his own personal story is just to prove everyone that he's more than just an interim champion. He is the real champion of AEW, like representing him to the fullest, fighting, representing that company. So, I mean, that's his own personal story. Mm -hmm. But I can see, like, he's in such this, like, tough mode right now. If you think about it, like, you know, he's on such a tear right now. CM Punk, that's a lot to overcome. So I, I can imagine for CM Punk, he might have to cheat to win, which begins his heel turn. True. And, and sure, in Chicago, they're going to love him no matter what. But then, like, the weeks after that, right. he can explain, like, you know, you people. I know that's such a cliche in wrestling. You people. But <laughs> you yeah, know it'll can, happen. <laughs> but he could say he was pissed that the crowd mm-hmm. cheered for his defeat, his injury, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, however he wants to put it in his head, spin those words around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so, so uh, CM Punk can go on a heel run as AEW World Champion. Um, and then after that, like, some people are, like, fantasy booking. Maybe that's when MJF comes back. And... Kind of, I guess, as a baby face or maybe as a tweener in between, anti-hero, whatever you want to call it. He's the one to beat yeah. CM Punk for the world title. So maybe that's what they're holding out for with MJF. It's like he's the one that kind of saves the day and gets the mm-hmm. belt back as an AEW original or AEW pillar of the company. I don't know. What are your thoughts on potentially that type of storyline? I really want MJF to just hold out until his contract's up to come to WWE, but <laughs> hold out for the next like what got sixteen months now at this yeah. point. Yeah, just just hold out, you know. But if he did come back, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like it. I, I think altogether, I just want um, AEW to start building up, um, like a, like a solid division, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think they have trouble building up outside of the tag team division and the trios division because I mm-hmm. feel like anybody who um, loves tag team wrestling and AEW, they can tell you who the trios teams are, who's the number one contenders, mm-hmm. who's next up, who should be. But how many guys uh, can be or should be next in line for the world title outside of you know who we've seen? I mean, I think Brian is a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Brian Danielson, um, guys like him. But outside of him, Moxley, CM Punk, Jericho, uh, obviously MJF, like who else is there that's there on a on a weekly basis that that could be seriously uh, a, a serious challenger to someone like John Moxley? John Moxley's serious business now. Like he mm-hmm. just squashed CM Punk, the yeah, pro, the best in the world, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's not going to be some he's not going to be a, like it's not going to be easy to just go in there and beat John Moxley. And then even I feel the same about Punk. If he comes back and gets an edge and defeats John Moxley, that'll prove then hey that loss was kind of a fluke. Uh, you know, I I got hurt. You know, I put pressure on my on my ankle, my, my yeah. or my my foot. Um, I I you know I'm, I'm and then I went out there and I took care of business, right? So I yeah. just feel like there's not a really good solid division surrounding the world title picture or any any championship really outside of the tag title. So MJF is a name out there that I would be fine with, but who knows? I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, though, and then that brings up a great question: is like they haven't been really doing a good job of like building up future contenders. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of seemed like Wardlow might be one of them, but he mm-hmm. they and this is we we haven't talked about it on the show, but remember when he you know, had the big win over MJF? He said he was focused to go over the TNT title, and I think a lot of people were like, "Wait a sec, dude." Your goal should be the world championship, not the TNT <laughs> yeah. title. No disrespect to that title, but right. And ultimately, he went for that, and you know he's now TNT champion. So maybe they felt like maybe he's not ready for the world title picture. So let's put him off to the side with this separate storyline and that division. But right, you could argue his kind of stock has kind of fallen post double or nothing, and that's a whole another yep. story to talk about. But yeah, I just it's the way this match played out on free TV. I guess they probably thought, let's do it on free TV. Because, you know, if they did that squash match in Chicago for All Out, it would have been a riot. Oh, yeah. So I hope they have something bigger planned for All Out as a bigger payoff mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. what they did here. My only concern is they had over a million people watching for that match. Mm-hmm. My concern is people are see that and be like, what? Squash match? Uh, all right, I'm not tuning in again. So I'm worried, will, will there be drop-off? this coming week the week after so mm-hmm. that's a risk risky move for tony khan and AEW with the type of match that they laid out there so that's my only concern for the company long term right. you have this big match on free tv not really a great match to watch i mean generally a lot of buds like i said guys talking but for me more the casual fan they'd be like what that's your big world championship match all right i'm not tuning in again that's my mm-hmm. only concern so yeah. we'll see we got all out next weekend. We'll see what happens, how it yep. all goes. So we'll see about that. Um, some other clickbait related news is the whole news surrounding Thunder Rosa, the AEW women's champion. Unfortunately, she cut a backstage interview uh, with Tony Schiavone. Uh, she said, quote, I am heartbroken. I have to step down as the champion. I am no longer able to defend because of injury. On September 4th at All Out, there will be an interim champion, Tony Storm. I hope your dreams come true and you become the interim women's champion, but I will be back. Um, so, yes, unfortunately, Thunder Rosa is injured. Like I said, has a step down. They're going to, instead of the match, which was going to be Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the title, off the books now, instead they're going to have a fatal four-way. So it's Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Jamie Hayter, fatal four-way to determine the interim women's champion. Um, it was then uh, confirmed. Let's see. Uh, was a PW Insider, I believe. Yes, that she's struggling with like a disc in her back, like mm. sort of a back injury. So that's why it's preventing her from uh, having to work. And she went on busted open radio and explained herself. Like some days are good, some days she can't walk. It's really hurt hurting her. So yeah. definitely wish her speed recovery. It's not kayfabe. It's a legit injury she's dealing with. Um, 
so yeah, that sucks, man. So Brian, yeah, your thoughts on Thunder Rosa injury, and I also want to ask you, you know, what are your thoughts about AEW doing the interim? champion stuff for when when the actual champions injured your thoughts on that as well so the interim thing um you know it takes me back to you know remember when champions like if you were champion right and let's just say um if you got injured if you were injured for a certain amount of time that means you can't championship in a certain amount of time and if you can't mm-hmm. defend the championship in a certain amount of time then you'd get stripped of the title yeah right mm-hmm. so i feel like i feel like if you're gonna be out a significant amount of time like long enough to where you go 90 days without defending the title then i feel like you should be stripped and mm. you know you shouldn't be champion anymore um but if it's a, if it's gonna be if you're gonna be out just a little bit you're you know maybe <laughs> a month maybe a few weeks mm-hmm and yeah, just to keep the championship going, you want to crown an interim champion? Sure. That's mm-hmm. fine. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I know it's hard to kind of work it out that way in pro wrestling, right? I, I mean, it just I'm just I'm thinking back to, you know, I'm thinking WCW days, you know, JJ Dillon, you know, and the, <laughs> when he used to handle things over in WCW. But um I, I guess I just kind of wish that they did things that way, but Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have too much of an issue with the interim championship thing. It's just kind of gives it like it gives it all away, and, and it, especially if there's a there's a storyline going on, right? Like in my in my eyes, I, I it's kind of obvious that Tony Storm's going to win the championship yeah. now, mm-hmm. especially because of the rumors and uh, you know things came out saying that she was slated to win the title, anyways. Yeah. Um. So then it's just kind of like, all right, well, then that means we're going to get Tony. We're eventually going to get Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa for the championship when Thunder Rosa's healthy mm-hmm. and she can she can come back. Mm-hmm. So then that means uh, there's no hope for anybody else that goes up against Tony Storm <laughs> in the meantime, you know. And so just, I mean, even just like Punk and Moxley, we knew, okay, Punk's going to come back. We're going to get Punk and Moxley for the championship. There was some times where you were like, oh, you know, like these title defenses that Moxley has had in between. There were some times where I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe Jericho will win tonight. You know, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, but uh, most of the time it's just like, oh, okay, I already know. <laughs> we're getting guys, we're getting Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa at double or nothing, guys. Relax. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of like that. So. Um, well, yeah. I, 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 for me, it's so I guess is this common in UFC? I, I don't follow UFC closely, but I guess in some MMA mm-hmm. fight, yeah. like if if there's a champion that's hurt, mm-hmm. uh, they'll have an interim champion to hold it yep. hold it down or represent that division, respectively. I think mm-hmm. f- for a lot of people, we're just so used to WWE. No matter the injury, if you're injured, they just immediately stripped you the title. You have to vacate yeah. it, and they just find yeah. someone else. Was it? Remember Naomi? Wasn't she only out for like a couple weeks? But they just took the title off her anyway. If I remember yeah, correctly, I believe so. And, and it was just kind of sucks. It was like, well, if you're out for a couple weeks, just just not have them on TV. <laughs> you right. Know, do other storylines. Right. Um, but you brought up a good point. I think if it's like a short term injury that you're just trying to heal up from, then yeah, maybe have an interim champion that can be seen on TV regularly, like John Moxley was. And then you know, in a couple months, if they're original champion is healthy can come back then yeah you have a built-in storyline champion versus champion like we saw yep. box and punk but yeah you brought up a good point if you're injured for like what over six months nine months with a really severe injury then 
I think, yeah, by case by case situations, like, okay, that person needs to unfortunately vacate the tile because they're not going to be back anytime soon. So, right. yeah, might as well vacate it and then start over again, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do feel bad for Thunder Rosa. She has to, you know, for right now, can't be champion. They're going to get a new champion. So, as you just mentioned, looks like Tony Storm's probably going to be the one to win it. Um, and then, yeah, maybe at what full gear. So, that's going to be what in a couple months. Mm-hmm. If if Thunder Rose is healed, then then yeah, you have a built-in story, champion versus champion. There, just do it there. So it's gonna be interesting. But unfortunately for Thunder Rosa, following Dynamite, all this backstage stuff about her started coming out yeah. um, about her and you know Britt Baker and, and Jamie Hader. So like, was it one report said like, yeah, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa do not hate each other. I'm sorry, they do hate each other. They're mortal enemies. <laughs> but they realize it's a business and they are professionals and they go in the ring and you know wrestle when they need to but other than that they can't stand each other which is okay <laughs> yeah I, like, it's fine. you're not gonna like everyone you work nope. with nope. no especially where pro wrestling everyone's fighting for TV time and trying to win over the bookers you know whatever trying to have the booker in favor of you make you look good on TV all that stuff I understand that mm-hmm. um it was also reported, uh, a re- like it came out like that night, I believe, after Dynamite, that you know Jamie Hader and Thunder Rosa when they had their match at Battle of the Belts a couple months ago, Jamie Hader got her nose broken. Thunder Rosa ran off, hid in the bathroom because uh, <laughs> Jamie Hader and Britt Baker and then were coming after her. Uh, those reports got kind of debunked because uh, let me see here, I had the uh, let's see the reports here. Uh, so, okay, while it was reported that Thunder Rosa was hiding in the bathroom, this may have been a misinterpretation of the actual series of events that played out backstage. So, according to sources that talked to, let's see, that, let's see for this article here. After the match, Rosa sprinted from the ring. It was nowhere to be seen. When Rosa reemerged, she was told about the injury to hate her. Sources said that Rosa was apologetic after hearing about the injury, but before she went to the bathroom and locked herself inside. Um... <laughs> So, okay, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, your thoughts on if you want to touch on yeah, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa not liking each other, but also these kind of outrageous reports of Thunder Rosa hiding in the bathroom after breaking Jamie Hader's nose. So I feel like Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. It's you know the news of them not liking each other. The only thing I think about is well, no wonder why they didn't really work well in my opinion together. I felt mm-hmm. like. They do, but then they don't. Like, at least the last few matches that they had were kind of like, oh, like, are they, is everything all right? Like, are they okay? Are they on the same page? The chemistry mm-hmm. seemed off. Um, yeah, I thought the last one was the cage match, right? That seemed yeah, a little that, off. That seemed a little off. Now, I know that in, 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 in history, right, in wrestling, there's uh, tons of people who, I mean, you think of Edge and Matt Hardy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they weren't on the same page. They had a lot of um, drama yeah. that went on. Yeah. But, um, and I won't, I'm not going to sit here and say that they were the greatest opponents, right? But they they worked really, really well together and they made what, you know, what, what story they had work. Uh, I can even go back as far as, you know, even Benoit and Kevin Sullivan, right? Like, mm, yep. they, yep. there was a lot of, there was a lot of speculation, a lot of drama going on with them, yep. but, they could go 
you know like mm-hmm. they they would destroy each other you know every time i remember bash at the beach you know uh, or even great american bash they had a few matches where they just had these street fights and they would just destroy each other over and yeah. over and over so um just to name a few i i think that if 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 it was like if they were working great together you know then i wouldn't mind it you know who 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 cares you have your backstage politics yeah. and problems and all but if 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 they don't work well together and you know that they have issues it's probably best to just keep them away from each other yeah. and you know just don't even go with that story anymore now i'm now that i'm thinking about it okay we're we're saying tony storm was probably going to be the winner of that match but i don't know who knows maybe Tony Khan would want to say, hey, um, let's put the title on Britt Baker. And then we get <laughs> Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa yet again for the undisputed championship. <laughs> get that work shoot storyline going again. Yes. That seems to be like the trend in AEW is like he'll take these reports of behind the scenes drama and mm-hmm. make into an actual storyline into a that's, worksheet storyline. That's that's that's. I mean, they're, they're they're saying that that's what he's doing right now. Even with uh, um, Punk and uh, Mox and, and Hangman Mox and, and Hangman. Yeah, which I I was gonna get into more of that maybe with the Sammy Guevara, uh, Eddie Kingston stuff. But yeah, you brought up a good point. It's just like I think if you do it every once in a while, it works. Mm-hmm. Like what you said, Matt Hardy Edge. They had their real life drama with Lita and everything behind the scenes, but then, you know, they worked it out, and then they mm-hmm. decide, okay, let's make this into a storyline, and they, all parties involved were okay and made yep. it work. I think in this situation, because we talked about last week, how there were reports where some people backstage don't know what's real anymore, and they work yeah. for the company. So <laughs> I think if you overdo the work shoot storylines, it kind of can mess with morale backstage as far yes. as people who maybe you know have issues with other people but they're being told to bring that issues to tv that can make the situation even worse between the parties involved and be like like all right i gotta talk about my personal business on tv because the booker wants it like that it can make things worse if not everyone agrees to that or feels comfortable doing that so i think i'd be careful with the work shoot stuff like Mm -hmm. come up with just an original storyline or something you know that everyone can just go along with that that's yeah. my only thing here so that's mm-hmm. my only concern of like you know, all these reports coming out and this is going and then you know you and i were talking off the air before <clears> we recorded <throat> tonight i'm at the point now where all these reports of backstage reports this person doesn't like this person or this person about this person because also with Thunder rosa there are reports coming out that she recently has a history of berating aew extras and some people are saying she has an ego now while other people are reporting, no, she's great to work with. And so I'm at the point now where it's like with all these different wrestling journalists, you know, Hey, I respect their work. They're hardworking. They're doing what they can to get stories yeah. and make articles and all that stuff. My only concern is their sources. What are these sources? A hidden agenda. What's their motivation to say stuff are they purposely leaking stuff to journalists out there in hopes of making someone else look bad? And then that way, maybe they could slide in and kind of uh, that person that they might be jealous of at the top will fall down and then they can maybe somehow work their way to the top. Like you got kind of question. I'm right. at the point now where I question these sources, who's telling the stories. You know, Brian, I was telling you off the air, you know, I, I've dealt with people in the past where I've been in situations with them and I witnessed 
whenever something happened. I'm talking vague on purpose, but um, I've heard them talk about that incident to other people and they kind of yeah. over exaggerate the events that happened. But I was there. I was like, it didn't necessarily play it out like that. Right. So I'm applying <laughs> that, that, you know, philosophy that they, as an example to these reports I see online. So it's like, who's leaking what to the journalists? What's their hidden motivation? How much can, how much value, how much weight can you put into those, uh, uh, acclaimed statements? Mm-hmm. So what's their agenda? Are they jealous of someone? They're trying to make them look bad. And then hopefully powers that be or the fans turn on them and the powers that be will, you know, bring them down a notch and then maybe elevate someone else. Like yeah. you got to kind of question all that. So like I said, Thunder Rosa, she's a friend of the show. She's done interviews with us. You know, she's lived in the Bay Area for a long time. She's always been cool with us. Mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say about her. But then again, I don't know her that well. I know right. her just more on a professional level. Like I said, I don't know how she is behind the scenes and and you know how she conducts herself all the time. I'm not around her. So who knows? There might be some truth to some of these reports. I don't know. Then again, the report about her hiding in the bathroom scared of Jamie Hayter coming to attack her. Thunder Rosa is an MMA fighter as well. I think she could defend herself. Right. So Thunder Rosa I, definitely yeah. doesn't come off as someone like afraid of anyone she definitely seems like a really nice person right um but definitely not someone who you can just oh hey especially and i mean the report said that it was because she broke jamie Hayter's nose so she was mm-hmm. upset just like come on <laughs> well, and also you, you know to thunder rose's credit she's really worked her ass off to get where she is now like the struggles mm-hmm. and you know fighting and you know having her own promotion she's really hustled the last few years like mm-hmm. remember it was a couple years ago she almost was going to take a job with wwe and nxt as a referee but instead she decided to go to the nwa did her time there got noticed then with the AEW, putting on some amazing matches so i'm sure with anyone who's worked their ass off to reach the top are gonna have a little bit of an ego because they yeah. pay their dues Right. So I was going to say, like, excuse her if she's, you know, like, not going to be like, oh, excuse me. (laughs) Can I please? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's she's paid her dues. She's she's a vet in this industry. She knows what she's doing. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just because she's not like bowing down to you know the, the the one of the pillars of the yeah. company right i mean let's be honest she's not charlotte flair right so <laughs> why would anybody <laughs> bow down to Britt baker but that's a whole nother story <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um well you know so we'll see how this goes with Thunder Rosa. we wish her speedy recovery yes. love her work and at the end of the day we just want everyone to get along that like mm-hmm. we can't stress that enough it's like we just want everyone to be happy go out there Make your money, put on amazing matches, and we'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, another backstage issue is Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston. So it was reported Eddie Kingston got suspended recently because he got in Sammy Guevara's face because Sammy Guevara cut a, a promo where he called him and the fans a fat piece of S. <laughs> Eddie Kingston got mad because like he didn't get approval from Sammy or Sammy didn't get approval from Eddie to use that line. Also, I'm just paraphrasing here, but Eddie's like his full his mindset is like if you call me a fat piece of ass and i beat you which which i think was the plan it all out people are not going to believe me as a credible winner am, am i getting that right with that kind of like his yeah reasoning? i believe yeah i think so 
so it's like dude don't call me a fat piece of ass because then people don't believe that i can beat you like yep which i kind of get and then also i guess eddie kingston um also reported that it wasn't just that one comment alone i guess it's kind of been building up for some time i guess how sammy's been con- con- conducting himself backstage mm-hmm. uh, you know his behavior in months leading up to that comment so I, it kind of seemed like it just came to a head Eddie kingston got to his face and pie face him that's why i've heard people say pie face him. what does that mean mm-hmm. like push I guess him he like like mushed him in his face like put his hand in his face or something oh, like that, okay at least at least that's what i thought when i heard pie face <laughs> so yeah he got into his face when sammy came back after that promo they eventually cut it out so it never actually made air i saw some mm-hmm. fan footage yeah me too of it but yeah it what what made it on cable tv that didn't air so mm-hmm. Um, and then Sammy Guevara released a statement, I guess what Fightful explained himself and said, I guess Eddie did not make himself available to relay to Sammy what's okay and not to say on yeah. air. Am I right? Is that more or less yep. what he said? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Brian, I turn it to you. <laughs> Your thoughts on this whole thing. So stuff like this is exactly why I feel like you just can't let your wrestlers go out there and speak for themselves on a nightly basis, yeah. right? Like, and I'll give credit. Like, there's a lot of really talented guys and girls who are really good at wrestling, right? But talking and thinking of things from a creative standpoint isn't really their strong suit, mm-hmm. right? And so when I hear guys like Sammy or, you know, anyone really, you know, the acclaimed or whatever, they go out there and they, you know, they, they're ca- they're cussing people out and they're calling people fat and mm-hmm. all these different things like while wow, stuff like that makes you go whoa right it's just kind of like that's kind of lame in my opinion <laughs> like especially like if you're a wrestler like and think about it like you think AEW AEW I feel like is the land of you know anybody can anybody can do this right no matter whether you're big small mm-hmm. short skinny fat whatever so calling someone fat it, that's not really an insult to someone who is signed with AEW because I feel like if you're with AEW, you can go like you can go like you're a really good wrestler, right? And so it's just like oh, that's uh, to me that that's kind of lame. I know mm-hmm. it goes with the persona. And I know he's trying to get heat and him and uh, Tay and 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 you know they're the most hated couple in all of wrestling right now. So I get it, but it's just weird and like the whole thing with. Um, I know Eddie Kingston apologized and he said that he's wrong. He's uh, what he's saying. He unprof- he, yeah. A couple of tweets. He said, I was being mm-hmm. unprofessional. So yep. I give Eddie credit for acknowledging, Hey, I was in the wrong here. Yeah. So, and, and, so kudos to Eddie for acknowledging that. And 100% hopefully things blow over. I, I mean, I guess my thing um, with that is, and this is something we kind of talked about last time was uh, <laughs> we mentioned last week. It's like I think AEW, while on paper it's great, everyone has creative freedom, kind of speak their yeah. mind. At times, though, that can get out of hand, and maybe the prisoners are running the prison. At mm-hmm. least that's what it kind of sounds like from all these reports. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that this is it's unfortunate because it kind of creates like a like a hectic backstage and so unless you're a veteran or established name who can kind of maybe roll with that or do what you want um but if you're like a young talent upcoming it it kind of i think it's kind of sucks like that's kind of maybe not proper nurturing of bringing up talent 
and properly learning the business and how to conduct themselves. That's my only concern here. Yeah. Is so, you know, for Eddie, I'm glad he, you know, acknowledged he was in the wrong. Um, Hopefully, maybe. Well, I, I don't know if the match is ever going to happen. I mean, it's still not listed for all out. I don't think that's going to mm-hmm. happen. I wonder if the whole feud just got scrapped, scraped at that point. I don't Probably. know. We'll see. Uh, but then again, Sammy Guevara, there, there have been, yeah, reports of, you know, his ego and whatnot. And so, I mean, I hope Sammy kind of learned from this. But then again, remember, remember when AEW and Impact were working together and Sammy mm-hmm. was going to go to that taping? Mm-hmm. And on the plane ride there, he was telling him, no, I'm not doing this or that. Like, he mm-hmm. was kind of demanding what he was going to do mm-hmm. for creative before he even got there. So now it's like, okay, the history of Sammy Guevara is starting to catch up with him. So Yeah, and I, and I know mm-hmm. he's gone through a lot, right? Like, with, um, you know, proposing to his his ex-girlfriend at one yeah. point and yeah. on, on, in front of everybody in the ring. Yeah. And then now he's with uh, Tay. And, and I, I, I get it. You know, the, the I'm sure he gets a lot of horrible comments and opinions and people saying horrible things about him. And, you know, not to be like emotional here, but, you know, hurt people hurt people, you know. So yeah. I'll give Sammy a chance. I, I know that <laughs> Sammy probably wasn't trying to hurt Eddie Kingston or, or, you know, personally. Right. But but trying to further the story, trying to be, you know, the biggest heel he feels he could possibly be mm-hmm. by saying what he's saying. But um. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know, man. You got to let the ego go. Um, you're not the you're not the best member uh, in your group. You're not even the second or third best <laughs> member in your group, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I I hope at the end of the day, Sammy learns from this and you yeah. know maybe conducts himself a little bit better. Learn from all this and yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, one other thing I do want to touch on about all the backstage drama was they had a big like team meeting roster meeting before dynamite this week um a couple things were brought up one was um aew's chief legal officer mega parke i hope i'm pronouncing it right uh she told the roster that she sent an email to stephanie mcmahon and nick khan warning them not to tamper with their talent and we i, I totally forgot to bring this up last episode but there were reports Someone from WWE reached out to a current member of the AEW roster asking about their contract status. That AEW roster person, wrestler, told, I guess, their agent or their representation. Their representation then told Tony Khan or the AEW people about it. And that pissed them off. And, you know, this led to this meeting of like, telling wwe do not mess with our talent do not contact them <laughs> so a couple things brian your thoughts on this tampering potential situation wwe reaching out to AEW members of the and then now it's like more news came out like other people have been contacted supposedly jericho said like i guess that what a fan tweeted him says oh it'd be cool to see you Sami Zayn, kevin owens in a faction and he said oh wwe officials have reached out to me so i was like whoa everyone's like oh my god it is true so yeah your thoughts on <laughs> Potentially contract tampering by WWE with AEW roster. Um, I feel like it's. I feel like it sucks that you know this is come. I feel like it's happened the other way around. Also, it just hasn't gotten out yet. Like, I feel like there's probably been a time or two where um, Tony Khan has reached out to wrestlers who. Uh, we're then under contract with WWE and kind of checking to see when their contract ends. I mean, there's no way that 
you know, people just either get fired or let go, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're just um, they're just in AEW after their thirty or sixty days are up, and it's like the perfect. Yeah put together a uh, plan right <laughs> well this whole contract tampering is like oh is this like the nfl or you know nba or mlb like you know pro sports like they're trying right. to like like this is like blowing up into that type of level and it's right. like oh yeah okay <laughs> i feel like i'm sure someone from wwe is asking and maybe mm-hmm. an AEW wrestler like hey i'm just curious hey how you doing how's everything going just curious how much time left on your contract just want to know yep. Okay, cool. Thanks. But then again, it's like if you go beyond that, be like, "Hey, how much time left?" Okay, just want to let you know, I'm willing to make you an offer after the deal's up. Offer you this much? Then yeah, that's kind of tampering. I I feel like we don't know how much of that discussion happened. Regardless, who talked to who? I feel like there's better ways to get that info because, like, we don't know most of these people's you know how much time they have on their deal left or how mm-hmm. much they're getting paid not like the nba or mlb or nfl where we pretty much know everyone's contract length what their mm-hmm. salary is all that stuff wrestling we don't know all that all that stuff i mean i think some of the right. bigger names we know but with that being said i feel like okay if you're someone in wwe and you want to know how much time left someone has on AEW, couldn't you like maybe just find a friend or a middle you know acquaintance to go mm-hmm. ask on your behalf that way like in the nba don't like you know nba players don't they joke on twitter like i would love to play with you one day or yep. you know th- th- there's ways around it you can like dance around this the <laughs> subject without getting caught right uh, like or i mean crap you know how many times like at all-star games where guys are like hugging each other and stuff i'm sure they're not whispering in each other's ear like hey you know come come play with us or something you know what i mean like right I, I, so with this situation wrestling, I feel like WWE can easily or should find someone that maybe doesn't work with the company but knows these wrestlers who can talk to them, find out that info, and then relay it back. So it's not that's like true. I didn't even, I, you know, I didn't right? think about that. I didn't think about that. That's that's actually a very smart way to do it without you know getting in trouble. I'm sure if I'm sure you know either Triple H or whoever <laughs> he had or whoever Steph and Nick Con. Hey, maybe who knows? It could have been Nick Con himself. You seem very. <laughs> out there like he wouldn't who, mind doing something like that should we dare he, speculate who was maybe the first one this report came out on originally was a couple weeks ago now i have yeah. my guess you want to go guess who, who who do you think i think it was swerve because <laughs> hit rose back on smackdown but swerve True. is not there True. i wouldn't be surprised if maybe triple h wanted to find out how much time left swerve had as a contract that we can get mm-hmm. the full hit row group back together i know hit row right now they call themselves like the OG three. Like apparently yep. can you confirm like they were the original? Yep. Like yep, uh, Triple yep. H and NXT wanted the three of them together. And then they brought yep. Swerve in later, but Swerve mm-hmm. then became the leader. So everyone thinks he's kind of like the original. Apparently it was pre- top dollars, uh group. Okay. Um, prior to even coming to WWE. And then he brought the idea up. It was, they were the hit. He, he they were the hit makers first. And then when they okay. got to, to, um, to NXT, they were the OG three. They were they were they were going to be the OG three. Uh, okay. Hit row, but then Triple H wanted to bring Swerve in. Okay. Um, to kind of you know add to the group and be yeah. that I guess leader or whatever. So but yeah, yeah. That, that's why I thought it was Swerve. Maybe Swerve that says. <laughs> is there anyone else? I mean, God, there's so many people 
on the AEW roster now that are Triple H's babies from NXT. I mean, it could have been Lee, Adam Cole, like I Tyler think, Riley. I think, uh, I think Dax and Cash. Uh, oh, are two names also that are okay. That people I think aren't really thinking about. Only reason I say that is because they've come out and they've pretty much shot down any rumors that, like, I remember there was a rumor a few months ago saying, "Oh, could um, FTR be making a return back mm-hmm. to WWE?" Because I think people were saying that, "Oh, they're." Where WWE was trying to get them back and they were like no we're not trying to go back there like we're happy where we're at we're good um, mostly well, that was that. under the Vince McMahon era still yes <laughs> yes so I wonder yes. if things have changed in the last month <laughs> but we'll, we'll, see. See. we'll see we'll, we'll see and I, I think about this I mean we just a minute ago we were talking about um, you know the backstage drama and everything with Triple H now being in control and everybody seeing you know the drastic changes I call it drastic. I know there hasn't been like it looks the same, right? But the mm-hmm. booking, the storytelling, the matches, how long the matches are, how much wrestling we're getting on a on a weekly basis mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the last month has been completely different. And so, um, maybe we'll see. Maybe you know we're talking about Sammy Guevara and his ego and everything. Maybe we're going to be seeing a lot of that on the other side in AEW now, knowing that hey, you know what? If it doesn't work out here. I know that there's somewhere else I can go, and mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I'm going to be given an opportunity and given a chance, especially if I'm a Sammy Guevara or a Wardlow or an mm-hmm. MJF, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. MJF really, guys like him now really is at this point where it's like, all right, well, now I really know that I have a chance over there yeah. versus, you know, before. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, so the tampering stuff that was also brought up, uh, you know, that was like the big thing brought up at the the, the talent meeting this week at Dynamite before Dynamite. Also, they talked about some other stuff. I guess like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Jericho. They all spoke to the roster, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks said, "Hey, our doors are open if you want to talk to us." Um, and I guess while they talked about but different topics, I think a lot of the reports coming out was they didn't really address the issue about Cole Cabana and how he's been treated and. You know, brought over to Ring of Honor, and I think a lot of people, as we mentioned before, a lot of people were kind of, I think, upset that maybe CM Punk uses influence to kind of get Cobana, Cole Cabana, initially like not brought back to AEW, but then when the rest of the roster spoke up in favor of him, they did a make good and put him on the Ring of Honor roster. But so that lingering issue with Cole Cabana still yeah. hasn't been properly addressed behind the scenes. So a lot of people are still kind of upset about that. Um. I will say this. I feel I what I'm hopeful for, what I'm optimistic for is between like this talent meeting, all the reports of this drama being leaked out to the public. And remember, was it a few weeks ago? They kind of promoted some people like Tony Schiavone, Pat Buck, a couple other people yep. in the different talent relations department. I'm hoping while all this drama is coming out and it's kind of creating you know, a little bit of a bad look for AW and people are kind of wondering it's kind of chaotic right now the wild wild west as uh billy gunn was a billy gunn that said that uh, recently um i'm hopeful with all this drama being reported this will make aew as a company look themselves in the mirror be like okay we have some issues here we need to fix this and i'm hopeful this will then fix the issues or begin the process of fixing those issues and hopefully you know over time aew will 
be in a better situation. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, like, it does. Like, you know, like I said, like all these reports coming out, AEW, the powers that be, be like, oh, crap, we got some issues here. We need to address this. And then yeah. hopefully, yeah, they'll take the time to address this and hopefully <clears throat> light a fire under their ass. Be like, oh, man, we got to take we got to take care of our staff or fix things because, hey, look, WWE looks sweet right now with Triple H in charge. So mm-hmm. we got to take care of our talent, make sure they're happy here where they're at. So that's yep. what I'm hopeful for is while all these reports make them look bad. At the end of the day, they'll use this as course correction or a reason for course correction. So, Tony Khan, Tony Khan can't just get away with, you know, um, you know him being the hottest booker in the world. Like, you know, AEW is the, <laughs> the they're not the new shiny toy anymore. You know, and 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 again, I I see people online talking about Tony Khan and oh Triple H. I hope it doesn't come down to that to where people are wanting to go work for WWE because Triple H and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, cause I don't want Triple H to then get, you know, big headed either and have this ego like, Oh, you know, I'm in tr- I just want, I want everybody like, which is why I think, you know, Tony Khan wake up. Like I'm not accusing him of having an ego or anything like that. I mean, I do t- hear him on busted open uh, weekly and I have been listening to him over the last, you know, few months or whatever that he's been okay. going on there. So, and I do know that he does, you know, he's very proud and he's very confident in AEW and the product and what they put out. He very much so does think that he has the best wrestling show uh, mm-hmm. out there right now. So, um, and which, which is fine. You, you should think that way. You should. But you should also be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? Like you said, Huey, we got we to gotta change some things. We got to fix some things. You know, this is all Cody Rhodes' fault. Yeah, everything dude, started I, falling apart. <laughs> it makes you wonder, man. Hey, when yeah. Cody left, mm-hmm. things had been kind of falling apart. It makes you wonder. Maybe Cody was like a locker room leader. Maybe that's what they need. They maybe need some locker room leaders right now. Mm-hmm. I know CM Punk has did an interview with Sports Illustrated and said his door is always open, but he says that. But how yeah. does he treat people? It makes you question. Like, yeah, maybe this is an opportunity for some veterans to step up and be a rock, locker room leader can maybe help change the culture a little bit behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe some of the issues with the storytelling, the booking lately, Yep. you know, Cody's not there anymore. I think Cody helped Tony Khan early on. So mm-hmm. it makes you wonder, you know, Cody, he, I think was a lot more valuable than I think people are giving him credit for. That's what yeah, I'm man. saying. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, so, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, we'll just wrap up on this as far as, so it looks like finally a bunch of matches for All Out have been announced uh, this past episode of Dynamite and Rampage. So we're finally seeing the card being put together. So um, we will see uh, the finals for the AEW World Trios Championship. Um, we saw uh, uh, Death Triangle lose to Will Ospreay and Oz, Ozzy Opway. What's their name? Uh, was it the Empire? Or, or I mean, oh, yeah, the United Empire. The but United yeah. Empire, yeah. Um, great match, a lot of fun. But the real like big takeaway was after Dynamite went off the air and the Kenny Omega Will Ospreay interaction, yeah. mm-hmm. dude. Like that should have been on TV. I watched it on YouTube. It was great. Yep. What'd you think of that whole back and forth? I was surprised they didn't put this on TV. I'm yes. like, okay, this is the opportunity here. This is this is why this is the main event, right? Like I'm thinking, like, all right, we're gonna get you know Kenny Omega Will Ospreay face to face. Finally, after all the back and forth over the years, social media and stuff, um, but it didn't happen. I mean, it did, but they didn't show it on TV. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It's kind of it makes me wish kind of that they were meeting in the finals and not was the semifinals coming up on yeah, Wednesday. So the, 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 yeah. So United Empire versus the Elite this Wednesday and Dynamite. Yeah. It's like I kind of wish that could have been the finals right there. Yes. Yes. We'll see. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But yeah, that Kenny <laughs> Omega. Who's on, the, who's on the other side? It's House of oh, Black and Best uh, Friends, right? Let me see here. Uh, Dark Order. Remember, Dark Order got the win over House of Black when Miro interfered. Oh, no way. So Dark Order versus Best Friends. <laughs> oh, that's right. So oh, the only thing I could I... think, the only thing I could think of here is maybe someone from Dark Order gets injured and then Hangman inserts himself mm. as a replacement then you get dark order versus the elite at all out mm. right i mean that's long t- long-term booking i guess <laughs> that's the only thing i can see here that could play yeah. out there um wardlow and ftr will go up against jay lethal and the motor city machine guns are gonna make an appearance there which i'm excited for i mean obviously they're a legendary tag team but then again i'm like you have so many people on your roster you could be using, mm-hmm. but you're going yep. out. You're outsourcing for talent again. So yep. I'm a little torn. Uh, Tony Storm, as I mentioned earlier, versus Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida for the interim AEW Women's Championship. They got the Casino Ladder match, which I kind of wonder if CM Punk might put himself in there and then try cashing in at the end of the night. Uh, or maybe, or maybe MJF. Maybe we see MJF come back. That too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, which I'm kind of excited for. After they kicked off Dynamite this week, Garcia confronted Jericho and said, "You know, Brian Danielson was my idol growing up, and I had this great match with him—a match I always dreamed about having." And Brian Danielson stuck out his hand to shake my hand, show respect, and you interfered. That you ruined that moment when you attacked him. Um, and then Jericho and Danielson talked it out, and they're gonna have a match against each other, which is great. Like, if you're in a casual wrestling fan, you'd be like, Oh, yeah, these two guys from WWE, so yeah, that's an important <laughs> match for this card to kind of bring the yeah. casual person in. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see, Swerve and Our Glory are gonna take on the acclaim for the AEW World Tag Title, Jungle Boy. Finally, finally, I know. I'm excited for the acclaim. I, I, me too. I, I'm they really come a long way, won the crowd over. So, you know, hopefully, I don't know if I don't know if they'll win here, but I hope they are world champions, tag champions at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, Ricky Starks, who cut a great promo this week on um, on uh, uh, on Dynamite as well versus Powerhouse Hobbs, and then Jay, Jay Cargill defending the TBS Championship against Athena. So, nine matches so far. I'm sure Mox obviously be part of the equation somehow um but yeah no dynamite this week <laughs> had some great wrestling but got a lot more of attention for the mox and cm punk situation was there anything else yeah. from dynamite that kind of you know stood stood out for you um, um no <laughs> yeah no, i mean you know at this point they're just trying to set up all these matches kind of last minute for all out that's kind of like you know the big takeaway I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. I will admit I forgot to mention this earlier. I kind of wish Dunder Rosa her promo was done in the ring. I feel like if you're gonna announce, yeah. like you're stepping away. I feel like the fans deserve to see that in the ring. That's something mm-hmm. I kind of was a little taken back by. The uh, the, the the Billy Gun and Colton Gun match um, threw me off. Oh yeah yeah. Bit. You know even <laughs> the even the hype for it like the first father and son match. And AEW, it's like, come on, guys. 
<laughs> Stokely Hathaway. What do you think he's doing? You think he's trying to be like Bobby the Brain Heenan and have just like represent all these different singles wrestlers, tag wrestlers, like probably a whole stable of like yeah. I, I don't just, know if he's like Paul. I mean I, Paul Heyman or yeah Bobby the Brain. I just hope it goes somewhere, right? Like yeah. Um, what's happening with Stokely? I think everyone has been kind of wanting it, speculating it, like oh he should you know, manage this person or he should be, because here's what I don't see him doing. I see him, everyone says that he, you know, is going to be such a great, great person for, to manage so-and-so and, and, you know, but he's not really making much of an impact outside of showing up and handing people his card. He's not really making much of an impact. He's not. And I know that may, it, you know, you got to, it's, you got to wait it out. It's got, it's going to take time, but I want to see him actually, turn Lee Moriarty uh elevate him you know mm, if that, if okay. that, it, elevate Lee Moriarty into um you know I, I wouldn't say all the ways to say world championship uh contention but you, you know get him up there get him serious get him going um you know the the guns the gun club you know get them some gold around their waist I want Stokely Hathaway to have an identity not so much just for comedy right because we know that he's funny we know that he can you know give you a hell of a backstage segment right uh-huh. but what else can you give what what why do people want to join Stokely uh it was a Stokely Enterprises or whatever <laughs> yeah. no, that's a good point like he should be like the mastermind for something bigger like yeah he should have, he should like kind of outlaw outline what his big master plan is and maybe he wants to represent all the champions in AEW like his goal right. is everyone that he works with and represents he's going to make them a champion of whatever respective division they're coming from right so that makes sense I, w- because, I, I would hope because so far you have um, who's the guy I forgot his name with Tony Nese oh Mark Sterling Mark Sterling he's got you know he represents a, a a handful of wrestlers in AEW, and it's just kind of like, what's going on there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, I mean, he was representing Jade before Stokely, right? And I mm-hmm. can argue and say that I feel like Jade was way more dangerous under Mark Sterling than what she has been with Stokely since he came to AEW. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, as a fan, I look at those things, and it's just like he hasn't really elevated uh the only thing i mean the baddies have have come on the scene ever since i think you know Stokely uh-huh. has, has been yeah. representing and, and, and uh, uh uh jade cargill but you know if i just i just want more out of out of it and i don't want it to just be another manager who it feels like uh, it feels like a trio. Like it feels like you know we have so many trios, and you know, ne- next thing you know, the managers are going to need some type of championship. You know, <laughs> who who's the best representation in AEW? <laughs> Let's find out. It's yeah, you're right though. It's almost like Stokely needs to kind of, I think, explain himself and what mm-hmm. his mission is, mm-hmm. and therefore, when we see him approach someone, we know what he's going for and we can be like oh look he's going after so and so like that's awesome maybe he sees potential in this person and that's kind of like the beginning of them being skyrocketed into success like yeah i want to be excited like, like diamond mine yeah like diamond, when he was in nxt diamond mine he was 
you know, he made you believe that Diamond Mine was next up. Diamond Mine were future champions. And right now, I just feel like he is riding Jade Cargo's coattails, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, look, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a manager, someone who's supposed to be uh, like, for example, like uh, Paul Heyman is always not to not to make this long winded, but Paul Heyman's mm-hmm. always been afraid of uh, he's kind of got that relationship with Brock where he's kind of like afraid of him, like, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, Paul Heyman means business when he goes out there. um he is really representing Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, cutting He's deals to cutting make di- sure yeah. what's best for his client, and they're going to be in the best situation to succeed and win. Mm-hmm. And when they do win, he you know celebrates that and says, "Look what I did." And yes, good point. No, I, I'm mm-hmm. with you. Like yeah. Stokely is very talented. Mm-hmm. He seems like a very creative person, and his timing, his wit, his comedy, all that stuff. Yep. He's really good. And I think they, that, I mean, <clears throat> I thought was a big steal from NXT. Like when mm-hmm. WWE released him, I was like, oh, that was yep. a huge loss. Yeah. Right, we'll see. We, we shall see. So, <laughs> all right, Brian, well, on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Where can the Clicksters find you online? Clicksters, you guys can find me at Brian Tronic on both Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83. Like I said at the top of the show, please subscribe to us wherever we get your audio at. Also, follow us on social media at In the Click. That's K L I Q. Email us in the click at gmail.com. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.